the Monology Podcast. Monology Podcast. Monology County, Ohio. It's my home. With your host, Mike and Joey. All right, so our next guest here on episode 10 of the Monology Podcast. Episode 10, yay! Yay, indeed. They're still uh, listening. <laughs> well, we are listening. I don't know how many other people. <laughs> Maybe Kevin Halp is out there listening, I'm sure. Um... So we invited a guest here today, Bart Dennison, and he is from the Morrow County Engineer's Office okay. and serves as an elected official as the county engineer. Yeah. I'm sure there's a lot of people vying for that job. <laughs> there is not. And some days I wish I wasn't. <laughs> yes, there is not a clamoring for that job. Well, find me a job that there's lots of people going for, you know, when it's tough. Yes. Uh, so welcome to Morrowology. And uh, first off, what does the county engineer do? Well, um, we are in charge of the uh, county roads in the county. Uh, we have 380 miles of county road. Um, there's also state routes and townships that I'm not in charge of. Um, so the county roads, uh, the bridges, any bridge that's over 10 feet in, in span or length width, I guess, what do you call it? I'm in charge of that, no matter if it's on a township or county road. State routes, they take care of all the bridges. Um, so I'm in charge of all those bridges, uh, basically anything in the right-of-way, uh, and then I'm also in charge of the tax map office, which does surveys, legal descriptions, uh, anything of that nature. So that's kind of a, a general synopsis so of what there's we're a lot to that. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. a lot of facets. Yeah, there's a wow. lot of facets to it. So let me ask you this: um, What's the difference between a township road and a county road? Okay, uh, township roads—they um, are um, maintained by the township trustees. There's three of those, um, and so each township might have. Um, they're six mile by six mile usually township are uh, and so each one's designated for township or county road unless it's a state route uh, township roads tend to be less traveled and, and little less, less of width um, that's why we have so many people because we take care of more of the traveled roads and then ODOT has a lot more people than us because it's more travel than state routes right um, so all the smaller roads usually are, are township roads, and that's been established many, many years ago. Um, and they can change ha hands over time. It uh, doesn't happen very often, but, yeah, that, that's the main difference. So. Okay, great. Well, Mike, do you want to take a turn with the question? Um, at intersections, culverts and so on, is that usually the state's or the township or the county's, of course, if it's, a county road yeah and, and that's where it gets a little hairy uh, we do the drainage obviously on, on right-of-ways and stuff like that um, and so there's all supposed to be open ditches but when a, a person builds a house we have to make sure that water flows so we have a permit for a, a culvert to go in mm -hmm. there we'll size that it's a free permit uh, we just make sure that the water flows um, so if it goes on to a state route then once it gets into the state right-of-way then they're responsible for it um, so, yeah, the, the drainage is, a, is a really uh, something that is huge in our, mm -hmm. in our thing because, you know, if you, it, it's inevitable when we get a big rain. This last one, people call up and say, well, we had a had flood in our yard. We've never had it before. And I was like, well, we got three inches in an hour. So, um, 
so that's one of our main jobs that um, seems to be hard to do sometimes because ditches always fill in, um, trees get knocked down, culverts mm -hmm. get, you know, if we don't have drainage, that's where, that's almost the most important thing we have to do. Great. So if somebody builds a new house on the county road, it's up to the county to put a uh, culvert, make sure that the water's flowing. We don't. Cross they, that they, we they'll fill up a permit that's on our website, um, and then we'll size it. And if they're on a crest of a hill, there's no need for a culvert. Mm -hmm. So we'll go out there and say, hey, no need. But we'll tell them, hey, this is what you need, uh, and, and the length of it, and then we just give them permission to do it. Okay. Um, and we, you know, we we'll set it the right grade or whatever. We'll tell them, you know, where to put it at, and, and then they do it. So everything's. Yeah, A-OK. -okay. So, you know, let's say if somebody has a, a semi in there, we'll make it 60 feet so they can have radiuses. If it's a regular driveway, one-car driveway, you know, 20 feet's good. Um, so it just depends on the, the, the ditch you're in. So Now, is your department also uh, responsible for making up the county maps? Yes. Keeping those current? Yes. Uh, and, and obviously, they don't change very often. No. Um, now, and I'm still using uh, I'm still using some math that have the old engineer's name on it. Hmm. Uh, we have a sticker we just put over top of it because they don't change. Uh, but now we've we've gone digital. It's a lot easier to uh, get those printed. Sure. Uh, but then we have a GIS um, that we have now that's an excellent source that a lot of people don't know about. Um, and you can always go on there and find everything that we have, who owns what property, mm -hmm. um, you know, basically the size of your lot. We have surveys on there, so you can find out exactly where your, you know, your stuff is at. So, yeah, it's a lot of resources that a lot of people don't know about. So. I love that GIS uh, app. Or it's, on, it's through the Morrow County Auditor's Correct, webpage. Yes. You can literally type in somebody's last name, just the, ad, the numbers of the address, or the road, and search. And you can actually pull it up, and I've done that with some of my family. I've kind of you just wanted to see, like you know, where they're at, or you know, nose around and find out how much you paid for the property, yeah. uh, you know, things like that. And you can find all that information, and it's public information yeah. mm -hmm. yeah. for anyone to use. I know when we were looking for a house, I used it yeah, quite a bit to yeah. say, oh, well, they paid this for it. Exactly. They think it's worth this much, and so yeah, it, and it's and you can't take that. You have to take that GIS as a grain of salt. It's not. Uh, verbatim, there's some lines that might be a little bit off. Uh, when when we created that here about four or five years ago, um, they just kind of went off by surveys back in the day. Um, so it might not. You just can't take that. And say, well, my line. If it looks off, contact us. Mm -hmm. uh, we'll get it fixed. Um, but the real maps that you really need, if you want to get technical, is in our tax department there by the courthouse. So. Great. So, question for you. In the winter. When we're plowing snow, two questions in this actually. First one is, why do we not always put down salt to keep the roads clean on the county roads? And the other thing is, what happens if my mailbox gets knocked over because of the plow truck? Well, I can answer that second one. We never knock down plow. Oh mailboxes never never we never. never have that happen oh okay <laughs> no, I'm kidding. must just be a, an odot thing it must be yes um <laughs> or township yes the 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 mailboxes we will uh replace those you know if we have in and trust me that um the guys that do the plowing it, it's uh it, it's a very very hard job when you're out there plowing 10 12 hours a day and i equate it to driving from here to myrtle beach 10 hours or what, 11 hours, and you've got your hand on the wheel, gripped it tight, you can't hardly see, and you're trying to avoid everything. 
and try to do that driving to Mortar Beach and see how tired you are. Hmm. It, 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 and you can't see the edge lines, uh, edge of the road. Um, but sometimes we have wet snow, and wet snows, uh, you know, um, knock down mailboxes. Now, we have a lot of people call up and say, well, it just seems like you're hitting our mailbox on purpose. Well, that's the reason I say that we're not is because usually the, the people who knock them down are the ones who fixes them. Um, and sometimes not. We have our sign guy go out there and, and do some of them. Um, but you but guys yeah. don't have like a bingo card that you're like, oh, yes, I got this. <laughs> yeah, <mailbox."> no. <laughs> they might. I don't know about it, but they might. Um, so we'll go out there. Now, if you have a nice, fancy mailbox, we just put up a regular mailbox, uh, something, you know, plastic or whatever. Um, you know, the thing that I, I would encourage is if you see those boards, uh, there's like a flat piece of plywood that have two stakes on it, put it in front of your mailbox mm-hmm. on the direction where the thing's coming. Something you could put up in the wintertime, very simple. Uh, you could put your address on there as seen sometimes. The snow hits that, and you're th- and then when the, when the spring comes, take it out. Uh, very easy and simple to do if you, you have a nice mailbox you want to protect. Um, now, what was your first question? Oh, so, lots of salt. Yeah, about salt. Okay. Well, sometimes when you, when you use salt... Uh, it only goes down to a, uh, it's only good down to a freezing point of maybe 15 degrees. So if it's a lot colder than that, it, it, it's no use. Um, and if there is a lot of uh, blowing, you know, you put it on there and just blows right off. Mm-hmm. Um, so it really depends on weather. W- when it gets up into the mid-20s, that's where it's most effective. It'll start melting. If it's in the teens or lower, that f- the freezing point or whatever of the, of the salt and the ice, it just doesn't do anything. We'll put um, some uh, grit down to, to get more traction, and it kind of gets into the ice and breaks it up. Now, on a regular snow, we'll put a mixture. We'll always put a mixture of snow and grit together, uh, just because salt is so expensive nowadays. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's eighty dollars a ton to do it, um, and so it goes farther for us. But it just—it's really weather dependent. Now, you'll see you'll see ODOT going out there and, and putting brine on the roads before thing right we don't have the capabilities of doing that first of all they make their own brine uh but they're they got 24-hour shifts we got one shift mm-hmm. so when you say that hey the state route's great yeah it is they have a midnight shift they have a day shift they have people going all the time we don't have the money the resources or anything to do that so we usually try to get out if you know it's bad about four or five o'clock in the morning so when people go to work uh, it's clear for the school buses to go. It's clear, although my daughter still thinks that I control if they have school or not. <laughs> so, of course, I say, hey, you know, if you don't want school, just let me know. And then she believes me, and, you know, she's a freshman <laughs> right now, so she's not very smart. Um, so, yeah, it, it, we, we try to do that beforehand, and then we'll, we'll end right before uh, it gets dark. Uh, it, it's just hard when, when you have headlights coming at both, both oh, ways. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and it, our main goal is to get kids to school and back and people from working back. Um, and, and so we'll, we try to accommodate as much as we can for that. All right. Now the dreaded question. Yes. Potholes. What are those? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so I heard that there's a, a thing on Facebook. It's a meme that says, um, on the rest of the world, they drive on the left side or something like that. And then in Morrow County, we drive on what's left yes. of the road or something like that. So, yeah. you know, potholes. I... I I think I've seen you guys are doing something a little bit different with yes. the pothole coverages. So yes. kind of quickly explain that okay. a little bit. Um, well, when I first got here about six years ago, it was that way. Uh, just potholes everywhere. And we were just going around in circles because our guys would go out there and just manually fill in potholes. 
and it wouldn't last. You're just throwing you know stuff in a pothole. You still have uh, voids where water can get in there. It busts out. We were getting nowhere. Um, and so since I've taken over, we've gotten two Durpatcher machines. And what they are is they'll go in there and they'll blow the hole out. And then we'll put a, a, a layer of asphalt um, oil down in there, then a mixture of, of rock and oil emulsion, and then put on top a, a layer of eight, number eight rocks. Um, and that what it does is it seals that pothole off so the water and everything can't get down in there. Um, and it's more a permanent fix. And it costs like more than half less than what hot mix does. And nice. the guys, you know, if, if you're shoveling hot mix every day into a hole, get five, six tons off, I mean, that's a big wear on your shoulders, your body, everything. Because they have to put a shovel up in that thing and then put it down and tamp it in. And this is, you can you can move it with one arm, this wand, the, the, the wand on the, on the machine. So we got two of those. We've been doing a lot with our... Um, spot paving so we have a paver of our own we do a lot some of our own paving so instead of if we have a lot of potholes in an area we'll pave those areas so basically it seals it off from the water and like i told you the water is where it's at if the water gets down there it frees and thaws mm -hmm. that's where you the potholes format um, so we do a lot of spot paving um, and so we've really made a huge progress in the last five years uh, of doing that. Now, we used to spend $130,000 on cold mix every winter. We didn't use any of this last winter because there isn't a lot of potholes um, around. We had a harsh winter, so there's some that popped up in the springtime, but we're about done. Uh, there's a few out there. We still get calls, and we'll go out there and fix them. But now, since we've got the roads where we need, need to be at, now we're working on ditches. We're working on tree clearing. Uh, we're, we're doing our own bridges now to save some money. Um, we're back to where we, we you know, need to start making some headway, and I think we are. So So recently, I believe in the past couple of years, you guys got a levy for roads, right? That's correct, yeah. And so that has brought in how much money? That brings in about $1.5 a year. $1.5 yes. a year. Um, now, how far are you able to stretch that $1.5 a year? Well, we usually do, we've been doing about 30 miles of paving a year. 30 um, miles? Yes. Okay. Um, and when I got, you know, when I went in there, the levy was desperately needed. Now we, you know, I've only lived here for six years or so. I'm sure you guys have lived here for a lot longer. Um, and so we needed extra funds because the money just wasn't there to, to make a headway. So when I went around, it was, hey, this is what's needed. But we had a plan. We had, I had maps, I had charts. This is what we're going to do with it. And I said, in 10 years, you give me you know, the levy is five years. If you pass it one more time, I can have every road. Three, we have 300, 300 miles of paved roads, 80 miles of stone road. I said, we can have every 300 miles paved in 10 years. And right now, um, and that levy's up this year, right now, if we get this levy passed, we are almost two and a half years uh, in front of schedule. Wow. Schedule. So, wow, a government agency actually doing what they said they were supposed to do <laughs> yeah. or they were going to do. Yeah. And utilizing the money appropriately. Yeah, that is unheard of. Well, uh, the levy you can only use, we can only use it for paving or chip seal. Mm -hmm. Chip seal is another thing that people have a misconstrued about. Is well, you just paved it, and then people say, "Well, now you just chip sealed it." Well, the chip seal it, it does give any structural integrity to the road. What it does, it's like a wax on your car. Okay. If you don't wax it, or an oil in your car, I would say. So you can get a brand new car, spend $30,000 on a car. If you don't change your oil, it's going to last. 
but it's not going to last very long. So what that chip and steel does, it extends that life. And what that does, it gives like a waxing coat on top of the road so the water can't get in there. So it fills all those little voids in there so when the water gets on the road, it goes off into the ditches and then it goes away. If you can do that on every road, your roads, your roads will last a long time. And so that's what we're doing. So just for example, we're doing about, um, I'd say close to 40 miles this year uh, of paving and we're also doing 55 miles of chip seal. So this is stuff that we've done in the last three years that now we're maintaining. And so this levee's coming up in November and, and the biggest thing is, is I told them when we passed this levee, let me give it five years. There's a lot of people that try levees for a lifetime. I'm not that way. If you don't like what we're doing, then don't vote for it. If you see no progress, then don't vote for it. It gives the people an out. And that's what you have to do. You have to continually show that they're using the money the way it should be. So we have it up this year, and it's basically we've spent this kind of money on the infrastructure we have right now. Let's maintain it. Because if we don't, we're going to be back to where we're, we were at. Nobody wants that. And the problem is, is now we have bridges on top of that. You know, a 40-foot bridge, and nobody notices bridges until you can't drive over them where they're closed. Mm -hmm. um, you, you notice a road all the time because of potholes. But a 40-foot bridge would cost me a half a million dollars. Wow. And so I get grants for it. A lot of times we can do one or two big bridges a year. Um, but I applied, and that's the biggest thing is I apply for grants all the time. I, I received a, a grant uh, for $2.5 million for paving that we should be able to get next year or the year after. Now, I, I got it five years ago, but it takes seven years to get it. So I've already got approved for it. That's 500000 of my money to get $2 million free for paving. And so those roads are already picked out, um, and we have a, a County Red 11 bridge near Cardington that is almost a $2 million bridge. Well, just like that one, we had to apply six, seven years ago. That's coming up next year. On that $2 million, um, we're going to have 95% of that covered. 90, 80% for um, a grant and then if we do certain things that's another 15 percent uh, another 15 percent is paid for so we can almost get a free bridge it just takes a little time in writing so. right so um so we've talked a lot about the business yeah now i'm going to ask some personal things yeah. who is bart dennison <laughs> well the masked crusader yeah. no i'm kidding <laughs> yeah <laughs> the superhero no um I'm just, uh, you know, a guy who loves Morrow County. My mom, my mom's family is from Iberia. Uh, I grew up, you know, outside of Bucyrus. Um, got a daughter who goes to Northmore, but uh, um, came the engineer here. You have to be a professional engineer and a professional surveyor to become county engineer. Um, and there's only one other person in the whole county, and that was the old engineer that could have my job. Um, it, 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 it was Randy a, Bush. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And it, it, as long as I could remember, he was always yes. the county, yeah, county he engineer. Yeah, was almost 40 years, I believe, he was here. Yeah, that's definitely longer than I've been alive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so. So it, it, it's almost like doctor. You have to, and it just takes, a, you know, that doesn't mean I'm smart by any stretch of the means. Uh, I, I, I believe I, I have a lot of common sense. But the thing you have to, to have in this job is patience. And, and people called me up at time and yell at me. They cuss at me. And I don't ever get mad because I understand their frustrations. But the problem where a lot of people have is you have to give them solutions or a way to uh, remedy that and a path to it. Instead of just brushing them off to the side, you have to listen to them and, and be able to say, hey, yes, I understand. This is what we're going to do. 
here, I, my personal phone is out there all the time, and I get it all the time. So, you know, the people in this county are great people. Um, they just want, you know, you know, it's... We want you, nice roads. Yeah, That's I what we want. Well, know? it's the safety of the children, safety of, of everything. Um, but also, you know, the wear and tear in your car is a lot less. And that's why, you know, when we had this levy, it's like, that's almost paying for your levy on the wear and tear your car that you're not have to go through. Um, and so, you know, it's uh, the funding issue is people, we get gas tax. We, ours is gas tax and license plate fees. That's our only lines of revenue. doesn't matter if you get your gas anywhere in the state of Ohio. A portion of it comes back to us. Um, and then license plates. Um, property taxes don't come to us other than that levy. So if we didn't have that, nothing property tax. So people will say, I pay you property tax, all that. That doesn't, you know. The property tax doesn't little... come outside of that levy then. Right, correct. Yeah. And they all go to the general fund, which I don't have, I don't get any of that. So So what is your annual budget? You know, for um, the... Well, it, with, we had a gas tax increase last year. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was by the state. And that helped tremendously. That gave us another $1.5 million which is basically just catch up for inflation from the early 2000s. Right. Um, and, and so it's it's around six to seven million, which is a lot more than what it used to be. Um, we put a $15 license plate fee on there. That generates about a half a million dollars a year. Um, but little things like that, um, like just a $5 get a, a license plate was, was, was turned down on the ballots every mm-hmm. year. Um, and, and until I came in and had meetings after meetings after meeting and explaining where our money comes from, you know, a road costs $70,000 to pave. People didn't know that. Seventy grand just to pave yeah. one mile of road? One mile, yes. So that's up from where it was when I worked at ODOT for a summer. That's yeah. up quite a bit. <laughs> yeah, quite a bit. But, I mean, you, you know, gas used to be a dollar. Yeah. Now it's two or three dollars. But, you know, we used to pave that when it was a dollar, but our, our budgets never went up. But now it's $3, so you're doing a third less than what you could do. Um, and, and so that's where the difference is. And, and so when you explain to people, and just like this um, podcast here, the communication with the people, um, just let them understand teaching of where they're coming from, where all the money's coming from, is, is, uh, is, is the key to everything. So, Well, what is one thing that you want everybody to know? So your parting thought. What do you want Morrow County folks to know about you and how you run the engineer's office and anything else that you want well, to Well, I don't want to seem, because I am in government, but common sense. That Which is, is not the, so common. Oh, my gosh. Uh, you know, these other agencies, you know, with all the permitting, and then people call me and say, well, we have to do it by this ODOT way or this way or this way. Well, I'm not like that. You just, it's common sense. I try to work with the people and say, you know what, yeah, let's do this. Um, I give our guys, and, and, and if you ask any of them, we're doing our own bridges now. I give them a lot of input. They, they give me a lot of input. I'm an engineer. I know, you know, how to, to engineer it. They've been doing this for a long time. But you give your employees a chance to, to say, hey, let's try it this way. Yeah, let's do it that way. As long as it doesn't uh, upset the integral of the bridge or safety or anything, they have, they've actually come up with some really good ways to save us some money. Um, and you give your employees that kind of um, you know latitude, and then now they are putting a lot more of their heart into it, and they're proud of it. We've had people go out and show their families, hey, this is what 
this is what we built. We haven't had that here. You know, we haven't really done that here before. Um, and so just working with people and patience, um, and, and, you know, when people, like I said, call and, and yell at me, I try to be understanding. Uh, I can't take it personal. I know it's not personal to me. Um, and, and so I've got to take it that way and be good stewards of the money because we have to show um, how are you, because it's not my money. But I treat it like my money because I don't just want there and wasteful spend. I always try different innovations, uh, different ways of paving. Uh, and, I, and, and it's not really experimental, but we've had a lot of things that we've done that, that other engineers have copied now. Um, and, and it's just, a, you know. That's got to be a good feeling that oh, other people it is. are and like, I, and, and, taking your ideas. Like and I said, and we were one of the, I'm one of the youngest engineers in the, in the state. And a lot of the other ones are, are quite a bit older. Um, but, you know, reusing uh, recycled asphalt. We bought a bunch of asphalt that uh, another contractor got off a state route. We got 8,000 tons. Well, instead of doing that, I made asphalt out of it, recycled asphalt, and paved all of 27. Um, and that was, that cost me probably a quarter what it is if I would have had to buy asphalt. And recycling that uh, and using that uh, and then chip sealing it is made a bad road and a good road at a quarter of the price. Um, but nice. if I save it there, that means I can use it on another road. And I've got so many roads that need to be done that it's just... It's, I, I try to use it in the right way. So you're really stretching the, every penny that you oh. can to, to reuse products, to you know engineer things differently, using your, your workforce and your team, oh, yeah. having that common sense approach. I can tell you, my road got paved, or part of my road got paved last year. Absolutely love it. Yeah. Thank you yeah. for that. Um, just the last parting thing here. What uh, what would be the best way for somebody to get a hold of you if they had a question or you know anything like that? How do they get a hold of the office? Well, um, you just get on our website, uh, Morrow County. I don't know it off the top of hand, um, but just type in Morrow County Engineer. Um, our, another way is our Facebook page, Morrow County Engineer Facebook page. Um, and that is one of the things that helped me the most is I'm on Facebook. I, I get on um, all the block watch groups. I'm sure you've heard of those. Mm -hmm. I'm a member of every one of those. And, you know, getting out there and being uh, accountable and people asking questions. And I will answer questions, message them back. I've gave out people, my phone number people, and they've called me at 10 o'clock at night. And I'll, I'll talk to them. It's just I love doing that. But now that I've that we've had the education of people and people now understand wherever they come, now I've got people in that group answering questions for me um, and standing up, say, "Hey, you know what? That's a township road," or "Hey, you need to call this person." It's it's cyclical where now that the word's getting out. But anytime there's a problem, on like let's say the block watch group, I have a people just tag me. And I'll see it. It'll pop up on my phone. Hey, what's going on with this road? Or when do you think this is pretty? And I'll answer it. Uh, or they can message the, the engineer's office directly. And we've had a lot of people do that. And then we get back to them. It's just the way the technology is these days. So. Well, that's 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 great. This has been a fantastic interview with you, Bart. Um, we would love to have you back hey, closer yes. to November to yeah. talk about the levy. Yes, um, I love that. So, folks, this is, uh, we've just completed the interview here with Bart Dennison, the Morrow County engineer who is responsible and, 
it's a huge responsibility to take care of our roads over 380 miles of, of county road and then there's lots more of, of township and state uh, roads out there so Bart again thank okay. you for being on the podcast today no. and we can't wait to see you back no, soon thank you very much United Way of Mar County's Duck Race is their annual duck race. This year it's going to benefit Flying Horse Farms. And to purchase a duck, call 419-946-2053 or call 419-560-4558 or see any United Way board member. Uh, race ducks for a chance to win a Traeger Grill. 10-ton load of 57 limestone driveway gravel. That is a fantastic prize, I can tell you that. And meat from Morrow County Pork Producers and Morrow County Cattlemen's Association, which is valued at $100. Now, that is, again, coming up on Saturday, May 15th, and that starts at noon out there at Flying Horse Farms. And coming up on Saturday, May 8th, that is at 5 p.m. It's the 2021 Bowling for Business. And that is put on by the Morrow County Chamber of Commerce. And that's again Saturday, May 8th at 5 p.m. And it runs until 10 p.m. Visit morrowchamber.com for more information about tickets for that event. And it looks like they are going to have a 20-team limit on the lanes. And you choose which round you want to participate in, either round one at 5 p.m. or round two at 8 p.m. Five member teams with a $250 entry fee. Prizes will be awarded throughout the evening, including a 50-50 raffle, door prizes, gift basket raffle, and beverages. Call Matt at 419-560-5514 or email morrowcountychamber at gmail.com to reserve your spot or visit morrowcountychamber.com forward slash event forward slash bowling hyphen for hyphen business now you can also find that on the morrow county facebook page it is the think local first morrow county ohio page also on may 8th is the closed cabin at the pines church that is 6775 state route 42 mount gilead and that is um opening on nine at 9 a.m on may 8th and it runs until noon and they have tons of clothes here for you please make sure that you are wearing your masks they are required to enter and please do not bring children, it says here. Um, they accept donations anytime, and there is a bin behind the church building there, and the closed closet is what used to be the hotel, I guess, that was there prior to. That is all located right behind the church. Also coming up, May 10th, it's a Monday at 6.30 p.m., there's a perennial plant swap, and that's going to be at the Old Highland North School, and you bring your perennials and, I guess, swap them, and uh, bring them home, plant them, make sure that uh, your house is looking very beautiful, and this is what I've been looking for for a long time, starting on June 5th, so we're a little bit ahead here, June 5th, at 11 a.m., there's a monthly produce market, and that's located at 6385 State Route 314 in Mount Gilead. This week's Morrow County Flashback, brought to you by the Morrow County Historical Society. And today for the uh, history portion, we're going to be talking about some possible rum runners in 1927 in Mount Gilead. So I'm going to read this, my friend. Um, what do you mean by rum runners? 
oh, folks that uh, at the time, of course, was during Prohibition and there were people running illegal uh, beverages all over the place. And uh, these people were suspected of being rum runners. So they were driving it. So did we have distilleries here too? You know, like the, the Woods Distillery? There could have been. Uh, there's not a lot of records of such things. So I, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I'm just putting you on the spot, that's all. Yes, you are. Um, my friend Stan Sipe does a lot of research, and he uh, went back through the old uh, Marion's, or uh, Amara County Sentinels and uh, put all this together. So I'm just going to read what he wrote. Okay, you ready there, uh, Joey? Ready, ready. Okay, here we go. He titled this The Incident on Main Street. In addition to local lawmen, state liquor agents were active in Morrow County during the Prohibition era, making raids and taking down bootleggers. So that answers your question. Yes, there were places in Morrow County. On many occasions, these liquor control agency lawmen assisted the sheriff, his one paid deputy, and the county prosecutor in making raids and bringing the producers of outlaw liquor to justice. At other times, the state agents worked independently of local law enforcement. Such was the case just after midnight on August 3rd, 1927. And no, Joey, I wasn't born yet, so... Uh, pretty close. <laughs> a Mount Gilead resident had observed over a period of weeks that the same two cars, always traveling in, in tandem, passed through the village from the south just after midnight every Wednesday. Suspecting that the vehicles were transporting liquid contraband, the local man decided to contact the state liquor control agency directly and fed them the information. An agency representative told the informant that they would investigate. Evidently, convinced that these two cars contained rum runners, the government bureau sent two agents to Mount Gilead late in the evening of August 2nd, since the informant had stated that both vehicles always entered the village from the south. The agents parked on South Main Street, just north of the fairgrounds, and waited. At about 12.30 a.m., two vehicles traveling in tandem entered Mount Gilead, northbound, as they passed by, the agents pulled in behind them. All three cars were now headed uptown. Then, things got interesting. Dum, dum, dum. One piece of information that didn't get communicated between the reporting party and the liquor control agents was the make, model, color, or license tag numbers. I would think that would be pretty important. Don't tell me they pulled over John Dillinger. Uh, no, not this time. Okay. Of the suspected pair of automobiles, the information only specified two cars. As the three cars uh, crossed Marion Street into the business district, the two agents, uh, their guns drawn, made their assault. The driver sped up and pulled beside the lead suspected vehicle. No verbal command was given to the driver of the lead car to stop. Instead, gunfire suddenly filled the night air. The agents fired five shots at the lead car. Only one bullet hit it. No mention was ever made of where the other four went. No doubt scared out of their wits, the drivers of the suspected vehicle stopped them immediately. It's possible the drivers were thinking, what was going on? Was this a hijacking? Who were these guys? After coming to a screeching halt, both agents leapt from their car and ordered the suspected bootleggers out at gunpoint. Then the agents began searching both vehicles. No liquor was found, nary a drop. Frustrated, the agents transported both drivers to the Morrow County Jail on East High Street. This, 
The suspects were employees of the Goodyear Tire and Rubber Company in Akron. Their job was to road test new tires by driving their cars along different routes through Ohio daily. Early every Wednesday, their particular route had them entering Mount Gilead from the south, most likely on US Route 42. This was no doubt what raised the suspicion of the village resident who was still up at that time. The two Goodyear test drivers were held overnight in the county jail while the state agents continued their investigation. For reasons unknown, the drivers were denied the right to call their employer until they were released later that day. Most likely due to the lack of evidence, one of them, however, was charged with obstruction of justice during the instant. He received a $10 fine from the local justice of the peace. The forced uh, traffic stop had taken place in front of the 24-hour restaurant at 32 South Main Street. Upon seeing all of the commotion outside after hearing the gunshots, the handful of people in the restaurant went outside to see what all the excitement was about. In other words, there were witnesses. Incensed over the arrest and brief detainment of the two drivers who were just doing their job, the fact that they were fired upon by the state agents and the denial of the driver's rights by authorities, Goodyear Tire and Rubber officials demanded answers. A company vice president complained directly to Ohio Governor Vic Donahue. The governor in turn ordered an, an investigation into the incident by the state's liquor control agency. Concurrently, an investigation was conducted by Morrow County Prosecutor Frank Myers. Meanwhile, the two liquor control agents in question were suspended pending their employer's inquiry. And um, there is more to this story, but um, that's, I found that to be quite interesting that uh, they made a mistake like that here in Morrow County. Well, I'm a little disappointed, i got to say, because I uh, am... I was really hoping you had a cool story about rum runners and distilleries and, you know, you growing up and having a distillery in your backyard or something. So I'm a little upset about that, but that's all right. Well, that's, that, we'll save that for another day. Oh, okay. Well, sorry. I, I probably blew a story already. Yeah, you um, Well, that's pretty interesting. Not rum runner, runners, but they were trialing Goodyear tires. Yes. Interesting. Yes. Wow. Okay. Um, I did have a question for you. Certainly. So part of Mount Gilead is uh, a dry area, and the other is wet or allows alcohol. Mm -hmm. Which is which and why? That's a good question. I wondered myself. Okay. <laughs> I wasn't sure if you knew. I know you've been around since you know the Dead Sea was only sick. Sorry, that was like a Barnettism. Um, but no, I just was curious because I know that, you know, on part of the square you can have a beer garden, say, at a festival, but on the other side you can't. So I just was curious. I don't if, know if that's true. Well, they've done it right here at the square. Yeah, they've had they've had the beer garden on both sides, though. Yes, but I think it's up that side of the street, you know, going north Main Street that okay. you get that issue. So I just was curious if you knew. I do not. All right. I'll well, see if I can find an answer for you, Joey. That'll be that'll be a, uh, a, a report uh, due to me immediately. Uh, as soon as you get that out. I'm kidding. All right. Well, awesome. Well, thanks for the flashback. Sure. Mar Little Theater is bringing live theater back in the comfort of your home. A few years ago, you saw Nonsense. Now, see Nonsense Amen. This hilarious musical has gotten even funnier by putting five men in the place of each nun. Visit marlittletheater.org today for more information.